You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Back for another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. What is this, 82? Something like that? That's right. Not too bad. Uh, Also, a quick little shout out. We are officially past the year mark of having Mr. Ian Bonner on this podcast. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I think I might put a poll up at some point today to see if if our uh, audience actually will finally accept you as a member of this podcast. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I assume I need to do at least a few more years at best <laughs> nah, to be promoted. We haven't even finished your hazing yet, dude. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be a real company man, you know, work on sick days, you know, take pay cuts. Like, do we get paid? Does anyone pay us? A little, we get tips. We get a as little far, tips. <laughs> as far as, as far as you know, no, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. May I have another? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, boys, we are still on Bergeron watch. Okay. We're also kind of on Krejci watch. And, and Nothing's Zaka really watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's going to arbitration. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But the real the real thing here is is Bergeron and Krejci. We talked about it last week. It felt eminent. We still feeling confident? Well, give me give me a a little a pulse check. Ian, start with you, brother. Yeah, I feel really good about it because I think that what the team's trying to avoid is putting on paper that they're over the cap. Like, yes, every team knows the situation we're in, but still, at the end of the day, we're not over the cap yet. Maybe that still plays a little role at the negotiated table to still left defensemen, maybe two on the move. We know that. I really think this is a done deal for definitely for Bergeron. I'm confident about Krejci. This is the, this is the NHL equivalent of not touching. You can't get mad, not touching. You can't get mad. Cause like, we all know what we're doing. Everyone knows what the Bruins are doing, but they haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I said, I'm about 99.9% confident last week. Um, I'm about maybe 98% confident now. It's, okay. It's, That's fair. It's, I, 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 I'm with Ian. I think it's a done deal. And um, did anybody catch uh, John Bujagross trolling on his uh, shop? How they're on all of his merch is on sale 50% off until Bergeron and Krejci sign. Hmm. I thought that's funny. I, I honestly, I don't follow him, but I, I do think that's pretty creative because I think he's kind of playing into exactly what we're talking about that. It, it feels eminent, but it may be a couple of days. So if it feels very it's so it's so imminent that like does every single insider who works for the nhl not know what the fuck they're talking about because everyone is saying that you know the that pen is practically on paper here like 
I have gotten multiple DMs of like, hey, this is what I'm hearing for the contract. Hey, this is who I'm hearing is on the move. I have now from multiple people been told certain things, which I don't want to put my name on, but right. like, it's just raised my confidence more and more and more as this has gone on. Yeah. I, I, I think it's done. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's numbers. It's a, it's a formality. Kind of like Zaka heading to arbitration as a formality. They're going to get a deal done. There's yeah. no way they're not. Does he get to arbitration? Do you think? No, I, I, every year there's like maybe a group of 25 or 30 players that hit arbitration and maybe one or two. What's, what's the date that it'll actually go? August 11th. I want to say. Yeah. For some reason I thought it was way sooner than that, but quickly (laughs) looking before, before we started recording, I started seeing people talk about August and I was like, wait, yeah, I, 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 my, my schedule and my month and all that stuff is all fucked up right now. Like, I, it's already the middle of January. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's already the middle of <laughs> yeah. January, boys. Can you Man, believe it's that? It's been really no, warm January, brain. hasn't it? We're already, we're already sub 500. We're halfway through the fucking season. This is crazy. <laughs> my uh, brain did the same thing. It just went, that's like three months from now. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, it doesn't no, make sense. It's three weeks from now, but yeah. yeah okay. We're already at the midway point for the summer. Like, that's, I, I don't understand how this is happening right Thank- now. God, God, do I need hockey back in my life? <laughs> for real. I think I think it would be dangerous to let it get to arbitration for two reasons. One, he probably gets more money because they'll probably look at not this past season, but the season before, and they'll probably try to take that into account. And that two, was thirty-six points in fifty games two years ago, right? It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Two. Hey, welcome to the team. We're now all going to sit down in a room together. And I, who traded for you, I'm going to tell you all the reasons you suck. So you won't get paid more money. Like that's, that's what you don't want to do. the worst part of arbitration. It's literally somebody that you want on your team and you have to tell them why you wouldn't want them on their team. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like, thing. it's such a negative bargaining chip. It's, I hate it, but mm-hmm. look, this is, that's the nature of this game. And it's not just exclusive to hockey, obviously like in baseball, you have, guys like Aaron judge and stuff like that, who are going to be looking for a gigantic contract and you have to tell them, Oh, I don't know. You had those two months where you were dog shit and we're really thinking (laughs) about that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just not good, but can either of you answer a question for me? If Zaka heads to arbitration and we sign what the arbiter says, don't we get a second buyout window? I don't know. I don't know that actually. That sounds right to me because it sounds like a, a, a benefit to the process. Right. I, it sounds I, just convoluted enough that I could see the yeah. NHL doing it. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I think I, I, I want to say like somebody, somebody listening to this podcast, if you, if you want to, you know, go on and real quick and just look it up and set me straight. That just, it just sounds right. That I, I want to say there's like a 48 hour buyout window that you, that you, that is opened up to you when you get there. So, which we would not do anyway. No. Arbitration probably means 4 million, two years. That's my guess. Hmm. Less. That's, that's, that's just my, my shot in the dark on like a bridge arbitration deal. I'll say that he signed, I'll say that he signs for slightly more than Hala was making, but not by much. What were, uh, what were your initial reactions to this deal? I liked it. Um, I like Hala as a player, um, January 1st on, he was playing like a second line center and he really, he really stepped it up. And for that, I thank him. 
But was he on your radar for somebody that was going to move though? No, not yeah, at yes. all. That yeah. was, he was for you. Oh wait, Hala or Zaka? Hala. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that was my initial reaction was I did not realize that he was somebody that they were even considering moving And Yeah, sure. Like the idea of selling high is obviously intelligent here, but I, I was a Hala fan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think he fit the role. I thought the money was okay. It was maybe the only uh, recent bottom six deal that has worked out in a in a positive way compared to the money lately. Uh, yeah. So he was not somebody that I thought was going to move. Uh, but I don't know. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting move because you're uh, banking on upside. Yeah, you're banking on upside, and you're giving away somebody who we might have already saw the ceiling of. You know, Very so. Good. We could, I, I we, we could win this trade, but we could also very easily lose it. It's kind of a kind of a low risk trade for where we're at right now, though. Yeah, losing this trade really doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things, especially if a retool rebuild is on the way. And I, in my opinion, Zaka is just a younger Howla, and hopefully he has more. He taps into more of that upside. Yeah, he Hala. did, huh? bigger hollow yes yeah, consider bigger. you know boston loves that he went and on a bender though 2020 was like that would you say 36 points of 50 games yes his finishing was absurd and it was not sustainable yeah but the guy back down to earth last year the, the biggest fear of this and what makes you stop is that the devils fans were so excited to get rid of this guy well, some of the reports had had things of like he wasn't worth his sixth overall pick. And hey, you know, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Looking at certain drafts and just staring at them in, on hockey DB, just enraged in a seven year period. Who knows that more better than Bruins fans? Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say, I was like, this this fan base can relate to looking at somebody's draft status and, and where they were picked and holding it against them to the end of fucking time. Mm. Uh, I think I think it's a good trade. I I you know maybe he's not worth the sixth overall pick, but he's still a it wasn't our sixth overall pick anymore. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? So fuck it. Exactly. He is a serviceable, versatile middle six wing wing center with size. Yeah. Um, I I I like the trade, and I will like it more. When Bergeron and Craig just signed. <laughs> yeah. yep. there, there really was a moment where I went, oh, shit. Do you think Coyle's on the move? I, I have totally backed off that since the trade, but I did kind of sit there and go, okay, Coyle overpaid, but still a good player. A lot of money, though. We, that could be a big relief to get him out the door. Doesn't make the team better right away. Mm -hmm. There was a real, like, I had a process through that one, and I was surprised a lot of people got really upset mm -hmm. when, when a few people threw that out there. Um, like I, I get it. I like coil too, man. I just, the, the signs were in the, the tea leaves, you know, it looked like that was a, a possible route we could take. Is that I have completely fallen tea? back on that. Is that how you hold tea leaves with your shoulders out like they that? Can't, way out. They can't way out. see us. It's a double handed teacup. That's what it is, man. You really kind of looks like you're doing something else with two. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> you are uh, jerking uh, off two dicks. Am I skiing or am I having gay sex? Am I skiing? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, I will say yeah, that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that one of the things that pops into my mind and makes me feel terrible for Hull is 
you almost have to put out that tweet or that that statement that says, I'm really excited to come to Jersey and I'm really excited to play for this organization. A, no, you're not excited to play for the Devils because it's the fucking Devils. But also, are you honestly excited to start your career over again in Newark, New Jersey? Newark is the asshole of the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you have to hit send through grenade. Yeah. Honestly, for if, I guess for his benefit, Prudential Center is maybe the one nice spot of Newark. But I once had a layover in Newark, New Jersey, and a, their their airport is huge and mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, oh, it's awful. it's it looks like a giant smoky factory. Still yeah. better than Logan, though. If we're I don't gonna know. Be I, I don't know. Logan's improved a lot. Yeah, Logan's Logan's got a lot better, and also you can get in and out of Logan a lot quicker than you could get through anything JFK, LaGuardia, or or Newark. Fucking Newark, you can't turn left. God, I hate New Jersey because the you only thing the only thing turn left. Yeah, or you can't pump your own gas too. That that uh, pisses me off. Nah. But no. But hey, maybe that's a benefit. Maybe Holla doesn't like getting gas on his hands and. Somebody could take care of that for him, but uh, big fan of Hala. Look forward to seeing him. Hope he plays really well, except for when he plays the Bruins. But yeah. uh, I do have to move on to a certain point. Uh, like you said, Pavos, he's a big body. Uh, I, I put out my initial reactions on Twitter through the uh, Short Shift Pod account and doesn't always use his body that much. Uh, in the way that, that was where uh, Jersey fans got hung up. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're assuming that this is the style of this guy, but it, the body doesn't match what the style is, but he does have sneaky hands. He does have a nice shot when he wants to use it was, was another complaint from Jersey fans, but you have to take everything that they said with him going out the door with a grain of salt, because how many times are we going to shit on Zach Seneshin or, or somebody like that? We shit on Donato when he left. Also, and, also not for nothing, but like, what are you going to do with the corpse of Lindy Ruff being behind the bench? Yeah. So yeah, you almost forget that he's there. They were, still, they were just still their coach. Yeah, they were just such a nothing franchise this past year. And they've been a nothing franchise for a while here, but <laughs> arguably one of the best logos in hockey though. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Still every time I see that sassy logo. devil. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking perfect, <laughs> perfect hockey logo. Yeah. So moving on from that. So you're saying you think Krejci less so as far as your, your confidence that he signs? Yeah, less so is still 90% right now. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'll, I'll allow. I, I do feel a little bit more removed from that because I felt like it was – it happened so suddenly – that I was just like, wow, it's going to be announced right now. And he's going to be at fucking Bruins fan fest. And he's going to be doing this. He's going to be doing that. But I don't know. There is, there's a lot to be said for him having to get back out here and his family out here. Like there's a lot of decisions to be made. A lot of those decisions were part of the reason he bounced in the first place. So uh, I'm still, I'm still not 100% believing that it's happening just because I don't want to get burnt any more than I already have by this franchise this year. So don't hurt me again, baby. (laughs) But I mean, other, other than that move has free agency done anything for you. We didn't expect much. You don't have a lot of money to, to go out and do things, but we have done enough. We could, it could be worse. We could be Islanders fans who have literally done nothing. I, 
Are we going to talk about the Islanders for a second? Because what the fuck? They yeah. traded for Alex Romanoff. That's literally all they've done. They really yeah. bought into, oh, we were just heavily injured last year. And yeah, you were, but you already had an old core and it's just getting because older. everybody yeah. everybody on your team is from the ages of 32 to 37 and expensive with one outlier being 45 we think <laughs> 37 is not so bad <laughs> i can still go pro <laughs> Live this, keep the dream alive buddy no, no I, I'm, I'm fine with what the burns did because it was just clear that we couldn't do much if bergeron and Krejci come back It'll be a fun last season before we really clear a bunch of cap and figure out how do we move forward. I'm getting a lot of questions on what's next for the Bruins. I'm like, look, I'm just looking toward this season first. Right. Because I can't figure out what's next for this team. No. And I think the front office has an idea of what's next for this team. They fucking better. Yeah, yeah but I don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't think I don't think that's their focus, nor should it be. You, you can't look past what hasn't come yet. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all they've done is swap out their AHL depth. Um, out is Cam Hughes to Seattle, Jesper Froden to Seattle, Troy Grosnick to Philly, Stephen Fogarty to Minnesota. How about, how about we just, one little thing on Froden. Have fun, you fucking kumquat. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Get out of the sweater. You got so mad. Fuck you got so off. mad at him. <laughs> His first year really in the NHL, and he's like, well, I came here to fucking play. I'm like, oh, you didn't earn a slot. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. We saw you play in the NHL. You weren't a difference maker. Yeah. God, pretentious little prick. He, he, did, he, he said exactly what Anton Bleed said. The huge difference is that Bleed had a case. Froden did not. Yeah. Or at least a fourth line guy over Felino, which I guess Froden probably had an argument over Felino. Not really. <laughs> Felino was really bad. But either he was, way. He was really well, bad, but Froden didn't do anything to. I mean, I liked him. I liked what he had, what, what he did, but not over time. He didn't yeah. really do much of anything else. But the guys that we got, um, AJ Greer, famous for beating the shit out of a roommate for $200. Look that story up. <laughs> 200 bucks is 200 bucks, man. Yep. Uh, Vinny Letary, fast, uh, undersized center. Keith Kincaid, a goaltender. Awesome follow on Twitter. The guy's fucking hilarious. Ooh, I should follow. Connor Carrick, hard-nosed right-handed defenseman. If he's playing, he's Tyler Lewington this year. If he's playing, there's issues. And uh, Dan Renouf, if he's playing, everyone on the team died. That would be a run oof. Nailed it. Stop trying to impress Tia. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so no, nothing, nothing really that stands out. AJ Greer is probably the only one out of that group that's going to play games next year. Um, he's definitely a tweener. Uh, big body will check out some of his fight card on hockey fights. The guy is a madman, but, um, which Every, is, how, which is how you beat someone up over $200. That's, that's true. Every single one of these guys should be behind, uh, McCulloch, McLaughlin, um, Sonica, like, which stud hasn't been signed yet. Um, no, nope. just just tendered on that qualify. That's fine. But they should be behind those guys. We need the youth to at least come up and see if they could do something. It's fine. It's all just depth signings that you have to do as an organization. And Providence is probably going to benefit. 
Yeah. Providence is, Providence is definitely going to benefit from these signings. They're probably going to be a much, a much more fun to, team to watch uh, this year. Well, yeah, because, I mean, you got younger guys getting more important playing time for them. I can't so wait. It's going to be, it'll be awesome. I can't wait to see Merkulov at, at the dunk. Yeah. Speaking of which, he had a really good de- development camp. Yeah, that's what I heard. So did Jackson Edward, who apparently took Frederick Brunette's life <laughs> development <laughs> camp. Yeah, he's good at that. He's yeah. really, that was the biggest, remember violent? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of his thing. Apparently they were skating, they were skating across the boards and uh, Brunette was trying to drive to the outside and Edward dumped him into the boards over, ass over tea kettle. And everyone was like, yep, that's why we got him. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of good young, young players over there and mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. So, no complaints. No complaints over what they've done in free agency so far. Yeah. But any any complaints on on any of those guys that you didn't think were going to get sent off? Nope. No. 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 I mean, Fogarty played two games for us. Grosnick was a soldier for Pro V. Uh, that's. I I feel like he earned himself another opportunity with with the season that he had over there. So mm-hmm. that one, good for him. But we do have a couple of interesting prods, prospects. Uh, yeah, Cam Hughes was somebody I was in. I was um, slightly surprised that he didn't get more time here. Yeah. He was a very good soldier for us, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it doesn't really, it's, it's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Ian, what about you? Oh, I just, I, I have no concerns about any of those guys leaving. Yeah. Um, and any of the guys getting brought in, I just, it's all depth stuff. It's boring. There's not a lot of Bruins news. We're aware of that, but I mean, these are, these are important signings. You have to, the organization has to make them. Speaking of signings, Jack Ashan, one year, yeah. 750,000. Yep. Good. That's not, that's good asset management. You just mm-hmm. don't let him walk for nothing. Mm-hmm. That's a two-way contract. I believe. Yeah, keep it, They keep seem him. to do something like this deal every offseason. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of just extending the window of a certain player that they want to look at just a little bit more before there's any sort of real commitment. Mm-hmm. And he he was a great candidate for it, so not surprised by it. Seven hundred fifty k is more than enough reason for him to fucking deal with probably not playing a lot of NHL minutes this season. He's gonna push for something with Grizzo. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. But when when healthy, and also Ian, I know you have some thoughts on on some players that may move. And that may change the uh, the defensive outlook for the season, but depending on how all that shakes out, I still don't see that he's going to get. Uh, how, what's his over under for how many games he's going to get? You know, what I, mean? I mean, without injuries, you're probably looking at what eight and a half. Yeah, but I mean, or I guess he's with say, an injury or two, that makes sense. But with with the season starting with injuries, he's probably going to be looking at at least that in the first two months. Yeah, probably. I'd yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But I would say after, say, figure January, turn of the new year, how many more games are we expecting him to play? If it's anything above 10 or 12, there's probably a bigger issue going on. I'll say probably Boston. about a dozen. Yeah. Or or if he plays more, he did something. He, I mean, that, that would be yeah. the best possible scenario. But right. I think, obviously, Zaboral is going to get some of those minutes. Mm-hmm. Zaboro is going to be the player to watch for us. Zaboro's starting the year with top four minutes. Chew yeah. on that. Huge wild card. That's, that's, yep. You want to talk about a player that makes or breaks the start of the season for us? A lot mm-hmm. of pressure for him, but it's, it's going to be that important that he plays well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I really liked him last year before he got hurt. Yeah. And I really want him to pull that momentum because I think he is going to walk into this year with a sense that he belongs and confidence at that role is so important in the NHL. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be about the start. It's all going to be about who he's playing next to what the minutes are. The schedule is what it is. I'm excited to see it. That's definitely that's one of the best too. stories. I think that's yeah. his game too, because you noticed when Cassidy was giving him more and more minutes and more and more important high leverage situations, he played better. He plays with a chip. Yeah. I have to do that because mm-hmm. nobody was talking about him, including us. We weren't talking about him in the off season last year. And if we did, it was in passing and it was probably at least with a tinge of negativity, but he sure. earned his spot. It was unfortunate that, unfortunate that he got hurt uh, because I really wanted to see what he was going to be able to do with a full season because he was playing really well before the team got good. Imagine him still playing that way come January where this team went on a fucking hot streak. Things could have been a lot different in that division. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, when, I guess, depending on who moves, I really, really want to see Zavarro in a full-time spot. Mm-hmm. when everybody gets healthy. I mean, it only takes one guy on the left side moving for Zaboral to get a spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you see it happening? Yes, 100%. Yeah. There has to be more cap room. And to. the left side of the defense has at least one extra guy. Yep. We it right, sucks we, because you, you ruin your depth, right? By doing that, but you have to. Yep. So that's it. We have $4.8 million in cap space, and we still have to sign Bergeron, Krejci, and Pavel Zaka. Yep. And Jack and Jack Sudnika and Matt Felipe, but who cares about that? Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too worried about that. Well, I mean, if we want to talk about money, especially like uh, Shaka Khan's $750,000, that's <laughs> absolutely like that amount of money got reference. lost, right? <laughs> that amount of money got lost the last couple of days, like got misplaced because the amount of fucking money that was getting thrown away hours into free agency was embarrassing. It was crazy. I definitely tweeted out something along the lines. Like I'm glad we're fucking broke because this is ridiculous. <laughs> so many yeah. people were getting money thrown at them that I don't want to say that they didn't earn or they weren't worth because nobody you're worth whatever somebody's willing to pay you. Erica Branson but got a four year contract for Jesus Christ. It is incredible that Columbus signed. I don't know if I've ever seen this, the best and the worst contract of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does more than even out. Although mm-hmm. that, that four by four is just gnarly. He might've been the worst player in the league last year. What is, what does that deal in that location tell you about Goodrow? Um, big question. Open-ended question. Wait, well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? And to me, going to a team that's not going to be competitive, that he doesn't expect to be competitive. Mm. You know it. What's what's the value there other than the money? Like that to me shows no competitive fire. And that's something that I think about if it's, hey, we want to make a trade. Who's out there? You look at him. It's like that dude went to a non-competitive team willingly. And also, why the fuck do you want to play in Ohio? So I'm going to push back on that a little push bit. Push back all you want, dude. But like you go to a team, <laughs> honestly, like. If I'm playing fucking softball or a men's league, Saturday night beer league, I want to go to a team that has a fucking chance. I don't want to just go out there and play. Well, first of all, um, 
Calgary offered eight years and $11.75 million. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, he wanted to stay in the States. Calgary, uh, Columbus was probably offering that, that amount of money. And the other team, the other team he wanted to go to was he wanted to go home was mm -hmm. Philly, but we're going to get to Cliff like why yeah. Philly didn't sign up because <laughs> Cliff Fletcher is the dumbest motherfucker in hockey. Yeah. Or he just doesn't care, but we'll, we'll talk about it. No, he's the dumb. Or, okay. <laughs> all right. I'm, I'm all for that. I have a conspiracy theory on yeah. that one. So we'll go there, but I would pay that. I would earn that money in a hot second to play with Patrick Line. Mm-hmm. I believe that they are truly an up and coming team and they have a very young defense. That's only going to get better. I think there's more there. I think there's still a couple pieces missing. Mm -hmm. um, they don't, they don't have, they don't even have a two C Boone Jenner is probably their best center. Yep. I mean, you're already establishing that you believe in that team and that, that roster more than I do. Mm -hmm. but I just, I think it's incredibly I think flawed have, and the organization doesn't push the same way. Mm -hmm. Two, three, four years ago, they were really fucking interesting. Yeah. yeah. Like right towards the tail end of actually me living in Nashville. I used to go to every Columbus game when they came because that was a fun rivalry and those were good matchups. They were good physical matchups. That, but 2019, that's when, that 2019 team was fun. Well, that's yeah. what and also Seth Jones was actually a worthwhile hockey player at that point. <laughs> so it was really fun to watch. But here we are. No. I think I think Goudreau I think Goudreau wanted to go to Philly when Philly said that they weren't interested. Which <laughs> um, he just went to the, he just went to the next best offer that wasn't Canada. Yeah. So he also and he wants to with Line A is going to be fun for him. Yeah, but Line A to me is such a flake. Line he's so good, yet, and he? then he I don't know. I don't think he signed yet. They're still oh, talking about how oh, he'll sign. All right. Well, look, Gaudreau wanted to get closer to home. I get that. He has a bunch of friends that play on that team. I get that. Also, I was this kind of player back in my day, not hockey, because I sucked at hockey. But as far as soccer goes, like, if you tossed me in a team, in my head, I was like, all right, we're a winner. Because I was good at it. And I was like, we can, I can make a difference. We can, I can help them get over the hump. Yeah. Even if the team kind of sucked, I walked on and I was like, look, let's fucking go. We got this. So, he had 112 points last year. He's going to make them better. Yeah, maybe in his head, he's just like, with me? Come on. Yeah. We got this. He's close enough. That's fair. I mean, that's a, that's a typically Ian positive spin, and I'm giving the negative side. But <laughs> I, I can understand that. You're, he is a difference maker player, but I don't know, man. Like, it's, it seems a little bit too empty around him. I think I think it's a project, but they de they definitely do not have center depth. They, no. That is an issue over there. Mm -hmm. but, what about the like? but a lot of teams don't have center depth right no. now. A lot of teams don't have a real top two. Also, us at the moment. But <laughs> we're drawing a creature coming I, back. I feel like he could have gotten more money and gone to a better team. I don't know. It's it's none of our real business to say where somebody should have ended up. But that to me was just a letdown. That probably the best free agent out there, like the biggest name, the biggest prize went to the center of the country for a team that habitually, if in the playoffs, just shit the bed. I think, I think it kind of rules because it's just, it's the biggest guy in the free agent market going to a small market team. And you I guys, think that's You guys are just way too positive right now. I can't it's Panarin karma. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's it is. Fair. I will say, I will say that, 
Calgary media losing their goddamn minds mm-hmm. because he didn't sign with them. I will say that he doesn't owe you a goddamn thing. No. <laughs> Most Calgary fans I heard from agree with you. There was just a loud few that were shitting their diaper. No, it was media. It was Sportsnet, especially. Yeah. And let's be, it's a perfect comparison to the pasta extension. But nah. Goudreau didn't sign by the deadline. And you thought you were a cup contending team. And if we look like a cup contending team at the deadline, we're not pasta hasn't signed yet, we have to trade them. We have to trade them. I don't. Uh, not if you're not, if you're looking like you're primed for a run. Uh, we'd have to be like number one in the division for me to even think about. You mean kind of like Calgary was? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's no. like they kept him because they literally looked like a cup contending team. I thought they were the second best team in the West. Yeah. And so I even if he said, hey, I'm not re-signing, the conversation in the room is still, let's fucking keep him. Maybe we can convince him. Yeah. You know? Maybe with a run, we can convince him, but not that run. Not whoops. Not with the second round run. Not with Edmonton. Against your greatest rival. Stomping you. Well, not even just that. Think about what's happening on the other side of Canada. Toronto's been super active, but holy shit, Ottawa. Everything Ottawa's doing has been incredibly exciting for that fan base, who has had not much to celebrate for quite some time. The Melnick tax has been paid. Dude, oh my God. (laughs) First of all, just re-signing Norris was fantastic for them. I love that. Why is it's an amazing deal. deal. I think it's a fantastic deal for them. People are shitting on that deal because he's not he's not that good analytically. So people think that he got lucky last year and that there's going to be a regression. I disagree. I think he's I think he's legit. I think he's a legit 30 goal scorer right now. And as evidenced be. by the fact that he just potted 36. Yeah. Yeah. Eight million dollars yeah. is not. Give it another couple of years. By the end of that contract, it's eight years. By the end of that contract, that to me is going to look like a bargain. Yes, because players of that caliber are going to get ten or get eleven. Contracts are going to change in another. He's couple still of years. super young too. Not for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of upside. But Claude Giroux going there was fucking surprising to me. I didn't see that happening. Obviously, the Debrincat trade was. That was the start of all the chaos. And Chicago still wasted the pick as far as going off the board. A lot of people care, were like, dude. what a weird pick that one. <laughs> they By they the way, are establishing they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. And also, um, shout out to Duncan Keith for fucking them, mm-hmm. for retiring. And yep. now they have to pay the recapture penalty for the next yeah. three seasons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's a win win for everybody, really. Yep. But yeah, hate to see it. <laughs> if they get a top three pick next year, though, I'm going to cry. Oh, Chicago. they're gonna. They're gonna. Their leading scorer is going to be Max Domi. <laughs> I just I, I want I want them to place like third to last in the league and then fall a spot. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I want to happen because there are three guys who basically would have gone first this year. Two of which we think could be superstars, like franchise altering mm-hmm. superstars. Yeah. And if there's one team, we've said it before, if there's one team that doesn't deserve that, it's fucking Blackhawks right now. Yep. Yeah, right. 100%. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. But uh, also, another team that got better, uh, speaking of in our, people in our teams in our division, fucking Detroit. Yeah. Why is making his move? Yeah, this uh, is a challenging moment for them because they have to bridge, they have to bridge this young core into competition. 
And I think they did a good job at signing some mostly short contracts with some guys that'll kind of help out. Cop is going to be great. Huso is you're going to kind of test to see if he's really the guy, but that's not something crazy. You have the space. Mm-hmm. Don't like the Sherratt deal. Uh, but Perron, I thought was a steal. I loved that. Perron, yeah. Pizik, Kubalik, Mata, Cop, Huso. All are mm-hmm. solid deals. Sherratt is a fucking awful deal, and he's probably going to be placed next to Cider. Good luck, Cider. Cider's good enough to, to do it on his own. I, I feel like the Sherratt, <laughs> the Sherratt deal, if this was two years ago, that wouldn't look as bad as it does right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, think, I think he's getting paid a little bit for past performance here and, mm-hmm. and past expectations. Uh, but I'll agree with you. It's, I don't think it's a horrible deal, but it doesn't look good unless he can kind of play up. He needs to at least earn exactly what he's getting or else it's going to have bad optics. But uh, cop went out and got himself a really fucking good deal coming off of a, arguably the most important year of his life. Mm-hmm. Biggest hell of a playoff run. run. Absolutely. And he five, six is a little bit higher than I thought he was going to get, but I'm not surprised at all by it. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I did think that Rangers were, going to be a little bit more serious about retaining him, but yeah, I, I did too, but, um, they, they got Trocheck, which, uh, that was a massive overplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. I don't like, I don't like that guy enough to, I know he had a great year. I just, something about that contract. I feel like they're going to really regret it. 5.7 years, 5.6. Mm-hmm. Fucking yikes, dude. Carolina's having like a video game off season right now where they're okay. going out. Can someone, <laughs> oh my God. Don Waddell, did he hold a gun to Kelly McCrimmon and I, said, I don't get give it. Us Brent, give us Max Pacioretty for nothing, please. Yeah. Give well, us Brent Burns for um, 11 cents and string. Oh, thanks, Sweeney. <laughs> well, they called the right people. They had cap space, which was huge, obviously, as a contender like? already. And the, the Burns trade was just San Jose finally realizing, like, we got to move some money. we got to start really tanking. Yeah. Like, we don't have any leg to stand on in a competitive trade. The Pacioretty trade, to me, was more about getting him out of the West into a team that, yes, it's going to make them a lot better, but can absorb that cap. Yeah. We couldn't do it. I saw so many people like, why can't we make deals like that? Because we don't have any cap space. And yes, yeah, you can yell at Sweeney for not having cap space right now. I'm, I'm never going to argue like, oh, I guess we could have freed up more space if we just yeah. didn't do anything last year. No, we, we have a problem and there's a reason for the problem. But yeah, mm-hmm. but we have a problem that we have to address yeah. now. We can't yeah. just. <laughs> we, we could can't... be talking about July 13th as the day that the Carolina Hurricanes won the cup. Let's move on. Oh, we could. I'm just saying we could. <laughs> also, the cautious signing, one year, 1.5, bottom six guy. Awesome. Super, yeah. super low Good risk. For him. Good super for low him. risk. Really yep. wish Kasha would go somewhere I could root for him. Yeah. Because he's really fucking that up for me. But like, yep. Good for you, Cons- bud. Yeah, he, every year he's doing something just a little bit more irritating to me. But <laughs> the fact that he keeps getting chances at least makes me feel better about being a fan of the fucking guy. Yes. Yeah. Just a lot of, just a lot of, a lot, a lot of weird shit just happening in free agency. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh getting Ty Smith and Jeff Patrick in separate, separate deals. That was older. Yes. They got, oh yeah, they got older. Well, not with Ty Smith. Ty Smith's a 22 year old, 22 year old uh, offensive defenseman, but 
they they did they've done a lot a lot of teams have done a lot and a lot of bruins fans are getting like are getting real weird about it like we're basically going to do the same thing pittsburgh did where we re-sign our old guys like that's basically what we're doing they're (laughs) hanging on to nostalgia so hard right now and that team i'm not mad at it because i think it's going to fuck their franchise for a while but what the fuck are they doing? They, they know that in three years' time, all of these contracts look terrible. Yeah, no, they, they know. know. They sell know. as many jerseys and tickets as you can right now. And that's Chris Latang got six years. <laughs> you know, that's actually. I'm glad you said the sell as many jerseys and tickets right now thing, because people forget that there are certain fan bases, and no one's immune to it, that are terrible attendance wise if they're not mm-hmm. good. Chicago's like that. Do you remember back when Chicago sucked? Yeah. They well, dollar bill, to be fair. Yeah. Well, they, and then Pittsburgh was the same. They almost had to fucking relocate before yeah. they were gifted Crosby. Yep. I don't believe that was rigged. I just like saying it. But there are multiple. <laughs> like you look at these and you go, oh well, they've been good for ten years. That fan base will stick it through thick and thin. I'm like no, it won't. No, they really won't. No. And I'm not I'm not shitting on the fans. I'm just saying like this is the history of your team. And the Bruins have been really bad at times and their attendance dipped too. Because the prices just, are insane. It just yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so Malkin is is one that jumped out to me. Uh I would probably say my answer would have been uh Pacaretti, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go a different route. But I want to ask you guys the one re-signing trade or whatever anywhere in the league. What jumps out to you as the most frustrating or, or painful to you as a Bruins fan Bruins or just, fan? As, yeah, just, or, or just, just as you as a hockey fan, like what, what did you see? And you said, ew, and more because you were upset about it and not because it was terrible. Oh, so Matt Murray doesn't count because that's no, fucking no. hilarious. We've already discussed that one. So that one's off the table, oh, but it was something that like bothered you as a hockey fan. Can I give you one that was surprising? And yeah, kind of that, I mean, me? that, that's, that's kind of what I'm leaning into here. Evander Kane re-signing with Edmonton. Yeah. Ooh, good one. Yep. I did not expect that, and neither did anybody in this podcast, because we were talking about him being gone in last week's episode. Yep. Yes. So, four years, 5.125 mil. Yeah. I mean, maybe he stays in Edmonton because there aren't many casinos there. (laughs) (laughs) You can't can't lose your money in one if you're not. He'll find a way. He'll find a way. My uh, my ill was because I, I rooted for uh, Colorado and I still enjoy rooting for Colorado. Josh Manson for a four by four point five. That was a terrible contract. What the fuck was that? Are you just rewarding him for winning a cup with you? Like, yes, yes. he was important to you. Yes. I get that. But he is not. He's not that guy. Well, they, they, there's a lot of them that they did with this. That um, Manson. Um, you you could say that they 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 kept the band together for the most part. They resigned. Lekanen. The Lekanen's an overpay five by four point five, yes. but I still think it's a, a good guy to keep around. Yeah, Mikushkin eight by six point one. Yeah, you do that all day. You do that all day. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the he's the Russian Bergeron at this point. Yeah, where um, Cogliano, Darren Helm, pretty old guys getting getting minimal term. I mean, do you think they're pretty? That's nice. Yeah. They're pretty old guys. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Let's be positive. Yeah, yeah I like it. Studly. I like it. All right. Let's see if I get into you, bud. Yeah. Oh, I am. I think I'm at 102 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, I, I, for the most part, those were like the worst ones. Obviously, the Pats ready game was just insane. Yeah, uh, D'Angelo. I love D'Angelo's only bad because Chuck Fletcher walks out and says, "I don't know, man. We don't have any money, and I don't want to do my job." Right mm-hmm. after signing. <laughs> Yep. No, no, no. Here's the, here's the thing. Oh, can we, can we, is, are we getting into the Fletcher conversation? Let's go ahead and do it. Let's All talk right. Fletcher. Yeah. So here's the thing that Fletcher's a fucking coward because they go off and they sign Tony D'Angelo after buying out Oscar Lindblom, mm-hmm. buy out the can buy out the Oscar strong, the cancer survivor saying, Oh, we don't have enough money to pay you. And then go out and sign Tony D'Angelo. And then you have your assistant GM, Danny Briere, go on a fucking media tour telling, ah, we're just, we're, we're, we want to, we want to establish a culture here. No, motherfucker. You get on in front of the camera. Don't make your underling do it. Yeah. You get in front of the camera and you say to everyone's face, after you sign Tony D'Angelo, trade for Tony D'Angelo, not even sign, <laughs> trade for him. Mm. So you, you say to him, we want to have better culture. Yeah. Fuck off. And then, and then, and then, no, I'm not done. <laughs> Johnny Gaudreau, the biggest free agents fish, probably by a couple of degrees here, is openly begging to go to Philly. It would instantly make your team Maybe not a contender, but a playoff contender in the Metro. Probably. Probably. Maybe. Probably not. But it would make your team a lot better. Guess why they didn't sign for him? We know. Two reasons. (laughs) Fletcher didn't want to do his job. And he didn't want to trade JVR because there needed to be a first-round pick attached. Fuck you. Yeah. If I'm a Philly fan... I'm not a Philly fan right now. Well, I canceled my season tickets if I'm a Philly fan. 100%. Do you not. have to hit him right in the wallet. You can't fucking, you, you can't allow that kind of buffoonery to, to continue. Here's my thing, though. I think this is a concentrated strike on Fletcher's part. Because remember what we talked about a few weeks ago. I know, but you're torpedoing your own job. Like you're saying, hey, fire me and make it harder for me to get another job. is a legacy hire. His dad is Cliff Fletcher. He will never not have a job in the NHL. I know, and I hate it. (laughs) I fucking hate the boys club. If uh, Thomas, you 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 said it. It's like it's like or Ian. One of you said this. It's like what is that? What is it that you do? Like, what is your job? (laughs) And. Fletcher's saying, this is my job. I'm doing, I'm doing, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is what you want, isn't it? I think he's, I think he's sort of kind of being a little bitch about getting, um, getting passed over for, yeah. yeah. I just, I really enjoy the fact that he was staring at two buttons. One of them said, do your job, sign Johnny Gaudreau. And the other one said, sign a well-documented racist. Yes. And then and he, he turned around is. and he dropped his pants and he farted on both buttons at the same time. That's that was his answer to that question, which in turn pressed the, the racist button. Yes. Yeah. But well, sometimes you want to build culture. What culture yeah. are you fucking building? You stupid the wrong one. You're going to get gonna... rid of somebody who's an amazing story, a cancer survivor who's, fart- who's still playing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Yeah. It is Philly. So part of me is just satisfied with it. But Fletcher doesn't give a fuck. And I do think. Andrew's right. I think it's somewhere in between 
Fletcher's a fucking giant pussy, first of all. But also, I think he doesn't care right now because I think he got his feelings hurt because he wasn't involved in a big decision. And that's organizational problems. So yeah. they turned around and hired him. More than, that's yeah. more than just his problem. So maybe he doesn't care if he still has this job. And I think he also does realize, I agree with Andrew, I think he realizes he will have a job somewhere else, regardless of how this goes. Yeah. He, he, oh my God, I can't, I can't. Like they, the, the organization turned around and hired the one guy that he fucking hated. Yeah. And now he's, he's got his feelings hurt over it. You don't have the money? Yes, you fucking do. People were saying, yeah, we'll take JBR. We just need a first-round pick for it. You have two first-round picks in this next draft. You think Arizona doesn't do that deal in a heartbeat? 100%. 100%. 100%. Attach first-round pick. We'll take JBR off your hands. You can go sign Johnny Goodrow. So dumb. So I'll take dumb. it. I'll take it. I'll be like, I'll, I'll, fine. Thanks. Thank you. Takes a lot for us to talk about Philly this much, and especially in a way that like we're on your side. But good, good for good for Danny Briere for being a good soldier here, and I think he knows that he just has to hold on for six more months, and he has the job. Yeah, good for you, bud. Enjoy whatever the fuck mess you have at that yeah, point. Yeah, you have a, you you have a GM job. You are an NHL GM. You are the cream of the crop. You are something that only thirty two people in the world can say. And your team sucks. Clean this up. <laughs> You're elite. Clean it up. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of elite, I want to get your take on this because I actually love them. But Tampa Bay re-signed Sergachev, Chernak, and Sorelli to eight-year extensions each. No, that's a big sigh. I had my voice. I had my, my mic down so you didn't hear me laughing. <laughs> I like it, but I want to hear because I know you, at least one of you doesn't like it. Someone put a note here. Then, um, I, I he thinks it. it's Go insane. ahead, Andrew. I hate it. I hate it because Sorelli is the only one out of those three that I would give an eight-year deal to because he is an elite middle six selkie contender who is only going to get better. Sergachev is already, already declining. Chernak plays a hard physical style that is a cliff candidate within three or four years. I actually sort of kind of got into it with uh, Jamie, your buddy, Jamie uh, Thomas, who I I, I said that it was, it was a dumb move. It was a dumb move to sign three concurrent eight year deals for guys of that caliber. And he said that Tampa Bay has been doing this forever. And they're one of the most shrewd teams in the NHL at managing cap. That is absolutely true. I will not argue that. Um, You can say that it was a loophole. You can say whatever, but they were intelligent about it. I don't think this is one of those moves. I don't think you give eight year deals to Mikhail Sergachev and Eric Chernak. You give it to Sorelli. I'll, I'll, I'll cop to that. I'll cop. I will give an eight year deal to, to Anthony Sorelli 100%. I just don't like it for the other two because I think it's kind of a, I think it's sort of kind of a negotiating capitulation where it's like, we're going to keep the band together as long as we can, but the band doesn't, the, the band declines after a while. Yes. The, the music isn't as good. And maybe you worry about this, these deals in 2030 or 2029, 2028. But I worry about them sooner because of who the, who the players are. I'm not worried about them at all because yes. I don't want them to be <laughs> successful. So Jamie is correct. They've been doing this forever. That doesn't make it a good thing. 
Yeah. It makes right. it a good thing for us because they give us problems in the postseason. They give us problems. They give they give our conference problems. Let them get worse. If let them get worse. If these are the deals that they had to match to keep them. If if there are if there was competition to keep these guys, then yes, you worry about it in five years when all of them are hitting around 30. Like that's that's all there is to it. I have no issue with a team doing this because they're paying attention and they know that these deals are going to be worth 5% of the cap, yep. 7% of the cap, 8% of the cap. Like at the time that they're starting to age out, you'll sit there and go, these contracts aren't horrific. They know the Pied Piper has to get paid eventually. Like it's, it's going to happen. But if you can extend, you just want two cups and you don't want to immediately go into a three-year retool, see if you can really build a dynasty. I don't know. I like the deals. Especially I think it if makes sense, but there's but the flip side is if this happened another three years from now, they would be the penguins. You know what I mean? Like so the optics look weird, but I do think that Tampa played this smart and they're extending their window. But I do think it also makes that window slam shut a little bit quicker because they're not they're not evolving. They're sticking to keeping the band together, as you said. That's fine. I think it's going to work for them for at least the next year or two. The flip side, again, Pittsburgh is doing that type of shit, but incredibly wrong. So I don't know. I, I think Tampa may have one of the best front offices in hockey or in sports. They've consistently like, it is not easy to put together a quote unquote dynasty. And even them losing this past year in the Stanley cup finals, they've been one of the best teams in hockey for the better part of the last 10 years. You could still call it a dynasty because I think colloquially- They're going to be right back there next year. Yeah, colloquially, the definition of dynasty has changed from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have to win four in a row to fucking be a dynasty anymore. Yeah, 100%. So I like it. Thomas, you can understand it, but you don't I can understand it. it now. I like it for the future because it, like I said, like I think it can be problematic in another couple of years, but they're not worried about three, four years from now because a lot of things are going to change. Yes. You know what I mean? Especially so like the cap, let's think about right now. Yes, exactly. Like worry about the cap this year. Don't worry about it in another couple of years because it's going to change. Yeah. And that was the argument that to be fair, that was the argument for the Hampus Lindholm deal. Yeah. It's like, we'll, we'll, we'll sign you for eight years. We'll get probably, we'll get high end to, to, number number two defenseman play for about five to six years and worry about seven and eight later. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't think that I, I don't like, I've never been a fan of Sergachev and Cernak is a cliff waiting to happen for me. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Meet adjourned. Fine. <laughs> we talked I'm about the going on break. <laughs> Welcome to the Lightning Podcast. Yeah. Gonna, <laughs> that's actually what we would name it too. Just the Lightning Podcast. It's just God, the Lightning the Podcast. Yeah. I guess there's the title of the episode. God. <laughs> uh, don't do that. No, no. no. <laughs> well, weird. We only got eight views. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas, what were the numbers for the episode? There I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> there weren't any. No. Oh, <laughs> now we put, we put that towards the tail end of the podcast. We already got all these fuckers that that download is accepted and we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting credit for it. <laughs> That's right.
Do we have anything else? I think I we're going to rush. I don't think we did. Race through that. I mean, we can bring it back and just kind of give our, our thoughts on where the Bruins are right now. Cause I guess we can be a Bruins podcast, but uh, I'll ask you guys. I, I know that neither one of you are like very up on the AHL, but is there anybody you're excited to see after what you've read or seen from the rookie development camp? Is there anything that's exciting to you for AHL or potentially sneaking into NHL minutes coming out of uh, a guy who should be in the A? It's me, Q Love. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been the same guy for the past year for me. I really, I really, really like what he's putting together. Agreed. It's, it's Merkulov. It's Merkulov by quite a bit. Um, I'm a lot more, but I'm going to say that I'm a lot more interested in the prospects challenge in August. Yes. Because we're going to get to see Fabian Lizzo. And I want to see him just take off, start your with momentum and just take off from there. He's going to get fucking dummied. Watch. He's going to be in the McAvoy. The McAvoy just had a terrible showcase. Yep. And then it turns out he's fucking ballers. But like, at the yeah. same time, you're talking about McAvoy. That was the last time I really got excited about that. Yes. That was the last time it's, it's kind of nice to kind of feel. And I don't think we have like all these top flight prospects right now but there are a, a few guys who are interesting that is getting me a little bit excited about when we do a massive retool or slip into rebuilding times the window of bergeron and all that stuff still happening right now as far as we know yep. but i'm i actually am excited about the future because i think the coaching down in the a is really fucking good and i i feel like Jimmy's going to do some cool shit too. So I will say I'm I'm excited about like the lower parts of the organization for the first time in a while. Yeah. I I will say that listening to Mujinel's presser after the development camp, it was hilarious. Somebody asked him about Merkulov's defensive game and he laughed. That's not a great sign. Mm. I was like, could, could you talk about Merkulov's work in, in the defensive zone? And he went, <laughs> well, he an active stick. I'll give him that. That's all. Everything I've seen on him is like, well, he he's there. He's in the building. When they're putting the puck in our net. Please, please don't. He's, it, I, I, I believe I saw one scouting report that says treats as optional. Yeah. <laughs> he's here's here's the best way to put it. He's on the ice when the pucks go in our net. <laughs> that's that's where we are with that. Yeah. But seriously, he's probably he's by far our most creative and fast and cerebral guy with the puck in our system. And I can't wait for him to be pulling that that cold assassin shit that he was doing last year where he would just absolutely just carve a goalie and then just skate off with no selly. Yeah, he's a no selly guy and I love it. I love it. Also, Beecher's been interesting just because all the reports are like, wow, this guy's way better than what we saw in college. He also he's also 25 now easy and he's faster. I, I don't understand it. I know that the organization hypes up their guys to get you interested in them. Like we mm-hmm. talked about that last year a lot, mm-hmm. but I do not believe it's very, very rare to be a better pro than you were an amateur. I, if I, anything, I, if anything, in, um, this development camp shows that he's willing to put it in the work. Oh, it's for sure. That's yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. Until I see him in person, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment, but sure. Yeah. Obviously everything that you're reading is a lot more positive than what you're hearing from me on this podcast a few months ago yeah. regarding him. 
because uh, I've watched I watch a lot of Michigan hockey. Uh, that is that is my college go to, but not not overly enthused with the direction he was going. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm st- I still have lower expectations, but maybe that's a benefit to him because he can exceed those pretty easily. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, absolutely. He can exceed of those of that a lot of have, a lot of people have. A lot of people have zero expectations of him, which for a first round pick ain't great, but yeah. not good. But I think I think he's I think he's I think there's something there on the professional level for him because there's something to be said about taking the coaching and the criticisms to heart and working on them. That's the first step. Now we get to see it in game action. That's it. <laughs> so, guys, Anybody I think got I, anything I, else? I, I got to tap out. I'm, <laughs> it's getting bad. That's okay. You feeling all right, buddy? <laughs> no. Let it out. For those, for those who don't know, Ian has COVID. Yay. <laughs> he's here because he fucking cares and he loves you guys. Well, we needed to do this. God, it was delayed. I, I, I wanted to talk about this stuff. I think you just wanted your tits tugged a little bit because it's been a year for you, but that's okay. Yeah, that's I do we love it. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually. I don't like my, I don't, don't touch my, anyway. <laughs> we'll touch, we'll, we'll touch whatever. Wait a minute. No, no one no. touch me right now, please. <laughs> please no, touch Go back in your bubble, get some sleep. Yeah, exactly. Boys, it's, it's been fun talking. It's, it's been a, uh, an interesting week in hockey and i think it's only going to get a little bit better because i strongly feel that the next time we talk we will be off of bergeron watch and we will be we will be talking about what this team actually can be on opening night which is getting closer and closer every day i need it we're three months away i need it it's just about crunch time boys hell yeah brother it's only it's it's only it's only mid-july and we're we're already fucking pining for this shit this is we're pathetic people go beast go beast (laughs) later boys later (laughs) bye